It's Friday night. That means it's time for another Hockey Town Hangout brought to you by our friends at HGS Canada. I'm Elijah McEwen from the city of Pembroke. And we've got a great show for you here tonight. She's a three-time Olympian, two-time gold medal winning captain at the Olympics in 2002 in Salt Lake City and in 2006 in Turin. Hockey Night in Canada broadcaster Ronald McDonald House Ambassador We can't wait for you to see what we cooked up with Cassie Campbell-Pascal. We're so thrilled to have her here with us tonight. As well, we've got music from Rhea Gallant. It promises to be an awesome show here tonight with our second episode of Hockey Town Hangouts. We're doing this every Friday night at 7 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube, 9 p.m. on your TV, Ottawa Valley, with episodes re-airing throughout the week. You can find that schedule online from them. If you're watching this with us on Friday night, it's a great opportunity to order in from your favorite local restaurant or to find a new favorite. 30 places are open for takeout or delivery still tonight. Find that info in the description online or at that link right below us. If you're watching on TV, well, look it up. Uh, If you're watching later in the week, we've got over 40 places right here in Pembroke to eat. Check one of them out or use Valley Eats to get it delivered. Contact us right to your door. There are many charitable organizations right here in Pembroke which address different needs in our community who need support as we work through this pandemic together. We're going to include some links in the description in our online videos and flash some info on how you can get connected with them throughout the episode. If you're able to, please support these groups in their endeavors to strengthen vulnerable and at-risk groups in our area. At all times, please remember, follow all health regulations as they're laid out and be aware the city of Pembroke is still here for you for whatever you need throughout all this. Find more info at our website and on our social media links above me here. And without further ado, it's Friday night. Let's get to it. It's time to hang out. All right, we're joined here tonight uh, by three-time Olympian who captained Canada Gold in Salt Lake City and Turin, Sportsnet hockey broadcaster and Ronald McDonald House National Ambassador, Cassie Campbell-Pascal. Thank you for hanging out on a Friday night with us. Thank you for being here tonight. No, it's a great idea, and when I heard about it, I was excited to join. So hi to everyone in Pembroke, for sure. And uh, you're joining us from Calgary tonight? Yes, I'm in Calgary. That's where and I live, how's Cal- yeah. How has Calgary been handling these past couple of months? You know, I think we've done a fairly good job in Alberta. You know, we've had, uh, you know, some some decent numbers, I guess, if you call them decent numbers, as far as how we're handling the COVID. And I think our hospitals have done a great job. And, um, you know, obviously some, some deaths and some unfortunate things have happened, like have been happening across the country. But I think we've kept our numbers down. And you know, we're just plugging away. We're we're kind of in the season in Calgary where it can snow one day and then be, you know, plus 20 the next. So it, it's uh, weather-wise can be sometimes a little bit frustrating, but we're hanging in out here and we're all social distancing and we're all staying home. And I think like everyone, we have great days and we have blood days and um, we're just trying to get through this and, and trying to help each other out a little bit one day at a time. Absolutely. 
Uh, now, how have you yourself been spending these past two months? Uh, I really love the piece that you contributed to the National Post this weekend for Mother's Day. Uh, what's it been like for you to spend some more time with your family? Well, I'll be honest. Um, you know, the first month, three weeks to a month, I, I kind of went off the grid, to be honest with you. I I think I realized how much I needed a break, you know, when you're given yeah. a mandated break. And, uh, you know, I wasn't on social media. I was just home with my family, my husband and my daughter. And I was homeschooling my daughter, who's in grade four. And um, But I, I just needed a, an emotional and a physical break. And, you know, I've been working out. That's something that I, you know, kind of kind of been two days on, one day off. is sort of my routine. And uh, But just spending time with family. Like, you know, normally my husband and I would be entrenched in the NHL playoffs. Him, he works with the Calgary Flames and myself with Rogers Sportsnet. So, this is a time of year where we don't even know where we are and our daughter's home with our, our parents. And um, so it's, it's been nice in a sense to slow down a little bit. And then I kind of came back on the grid about three weeks ago and, um, and it's been busy, you know, just working from home and, and doing projects like this and, um, you know, trying to help out, you know, local charities where I can, local restaurants and, um, and just, you know, being at home. And, and enjoying home and, and our hugs last a little longer, which is nice. We get frustrated and we we have our moments of lack of patience here. But um, I think for the most part, we're, we're trying to see some positive of just being home together, the three of us. That much is nice. And uh, you said in that piece in the post that uh, screen time's been way up. Uh, what have you been watching? Has there been anything that's really stood out to you? Well, I, you know, most times we're just watching hockey at our house. We always have a game <laughs> on and we're always, my husband's scouting or I'm, you know, preparing for a game. And so we don't watch a lot of Netflix or Disney Plus. And so we've been watching Disney Plus with our daughter. And, you know, there's some great uh, educational shows and animal shows, National Geographic. We've been into those, the elephants and the dolphins. And we watched Invincible last night, a great true story of football movie. And uh, Netflix, I've, I've loved. I'm into Peaky Blinders right now, and oh, yeah. uh, I just watched a series, Self Made, which is about the first uh, African American, North American woman who becomes a, a millionaire based on her hair business. So that was really interesting, and you know, The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan thing, and um, you know, I was one of those ones that got sucked into the Tiger King and sat there and wondered why am I watching <laughs> this, and yet I couldn't turn it off, and. So I think, you know, we're doing normal things that everyone else does. And, um, and we're, you know, those are some of the shows I've been watching on Netflix for sure. We've had back-to-back weeks now on this uh, program mentioning Invincible after I hadn't thought about that movie in 10 years. And now John Scott mentioned it last week and you've mentioned it this week, uh, you know, touting that movie. And so here it is. There's something about the Well, it's a true story, so I guess we're... Absolutely. Are you and the family looking forward to anything in the future then, Uh, sitting down and watching anything? Is there anything you've planned out? No, we haven't really planned it out. I think we just... um... You know, we just kind of see how it goes, right? And if, you're, if we can fit, fit in a movie night, that's great. Or we're sitting yeah. out in the backyard if it's a nice night. Or, um, you know, we just kind of scramble around and, you know, flick the flicker like everybody else. And, Absolutely. You know, trying to get our daughter off the iPad. I mean, screen time is way up for her, but it is what it is. And yeah. now they're doing school on, on their computers. And um, But we try to get her out and get active and go for bike rides. And I'm always, I go for runs and I'll bring her on her bike with me and, um, you know, we, we've also started this program, myself and Olympic curler, Ben Hebert, where we joined the movement, where we're trying to encourage everyone to get active and 
So, uh, you know, we had uh, Roberto Luongo this week and a couple of the Flames on one of our Peloton rides this week. And um, so just, you know, trying to encourage everyone to get off the couch, you know, stop watching Netflix to a certain degree and get up and get active with your families. And um, so that's sort of another thing, you know, that's kind of kept me busy here and there. That's cool to find some initiatives like that because I've myself uh, struggled to get active and find some motivation to do something besides, you know, work and watch TV. It's hard to find that. So it's good to, uh, you know, get that motivation. Now, Salt Lake City seems so distant now. Not to make you feel old, but I was seven years old at the time. Uh, It's been a while, but still remember both the men's and the women's tournament clear as day. Uh, What is your fondest moment when you look back on those 2002 games? Well, I just think, you know, the we weren't supposed to win. You know, it was the American Dream Team, and they'd been centralized for four years, and they beat us in the eight games prior to that Olympic gold medal game, and they really were the better team, and we just kind of found a way to come together at the right moment and, and to get a win and to win a gold medal. And I think just the amount of adversity we faced that year, the hockey adversity, if you will, and the things that went on behind the scenes, and for us to kind of stick together and have our challenging moments and, and to be able to, to come together when it mattered the most, I think that sticks out for me. And having my family there, you know, my brother was there, and my mom, my dad, and, um, you know, that just winning your first Olympic gold, it's always, you know, the most special one, I believe. And um, it really kind of set the foundation for what Hockey Canada was able to do the next, you know, three Olympics after that. And um, so, yeah, it was it was just a really great Olympics, and my husband worked with our men's team, so we kind of came home with double gold, and, you know, um, we're lucky in that sense that we both work in hockey, so uh, it, it was a real neat Olympics, and, you know, obviously there was a lot of security because of 9-11 happening, you know, yeah. prior to that, but um, I think it was a special Olympics in that sense to remember, you know, all those people that, you know, lost their lives in that, and and um, it was nice to sort of have a celebration in the United States of America after they dealt with such a tough thing. So there were so many great things about those Olympics, and and definitely winning was right up there, number one. And uh, you mentioned with the Last Dance happening right now, and with so much focus being on that dream team uh, with USA Basketball. Now, when we focus on uh, you know a different dream team in 2006 in Turin, uh, this. Canada women's hockey team uh they you know you guys steamrolled everybody through that entire tournament uh the closest game 4-1 in the gold medal game uh limiting Sweden to eight shots in that tournament what stands out about that team to you about what made you all gel so well and what uh you know still lasts from that team well, I'll be honest with you. I think that's one of the best team candidates we've ever seen as far as the women's game goes. And, you know, that was sort of the the old guard like myself and Daniel Goyette and Vicky Sanahara who were aligned. And we were watching, you know, these young kids like a Megan Augusta, who we taught in hockey school when she was nine years old, you know, start to make the team. And, you know, they, they were so talented when they first came in. And, um, you know, I just, we just had kind of a really good group. We all got along and, you know, we all weren't afraid to challenge each other, but we all got along and, and we had a really good group. And um, it was honestly, we it was kind of good for the game that we didn't play the U.S. in the gold medal final. They lost uh, to Sweden in the semis, but, um, you know, beating Sweden, I think that was, it was, you know, good for the game to see them get a silver medal. And mm-hmm. But honestly, it was the most dominant team I think I've ever played on. And even if we played the U.S. in the final, I, I think we would have beat them. And we just sort of had that, 
aura about us, if you will, where it was this influx of young kids and us old girls trying to make sure that they understood traditions and what it takes to win and, um, you know, leaving our mark on the program. So it was a really fun year again and uh, and nice to enjoy Italy afterwards after. Now, with the women's game right now, it's such a crossroads uh, with the PWHPA uh, establishing last year and the NWHL not only continuing to exist, but now expanding into Canada uh, this year. Is there a path you think that exists for women's hockey to have the best opportunities uh, that women need to properly succeed and excel in the game moving forward? Well, you know, I think one of the big things, Elijah, that people don't understand is we don't have a professional women's league. We've never had it. And, you know, I used to be on the board of the Canadian Women's Hockey League before it folded. You know, I, I, I stepped down about two, three years before it folded. And um, we used to say that we were professional, but, you know, we, we didn't pay our players nearly enough as far as what they, the expenses that they, they incurred. And, you know, we tried to provide a, a professional environment with, you know, dressing rooms and proper things, but there were still so many things missing. And, you know, the, the NWHL, I wish them nothing but the best of luck. I really do. But it's not a league I support simply because I don't think it's a professional league either. And, um, you know, I, I'm really pushing behind the scenes for a WNHL, and that's what I think it'll take to finally have a true professional women's hockey league where our players are – are paid a, a modest salary, um, but they have access to dressing rooms. They they have access to proper travel. They have access to proper medical insurance. You know, all those things that kind of get taken for granted in the men's game. And, you know, that's what the PWHPA is fighting for. And I think maybe what's lost in the message is they're not against the National Women's Hockey League. They just don't believe it's a professional model that has existed or will exist in the future. And it's not about personnel it's not about people associated with the league I just think it's they feel it's a league that women's hockey where it needs to um, I always try to make clear is that we've never had a professional women's hockey league we currently do not have one and that is what the players are actually fighting for uh, yeah oh, well uh, well put from you and we appreciate uh, your perspective on that uh, now, post-playing career, you've stepped behind the glass uh, to work in broadcasting. Uh, who is your favorite person that you've had the opportunity to work with at Rogers Sportsnet, and what is it that sets them apart from everybody else? Well, I think right off the hop, I have to say Ron McLean and Kelly Rudy. I mean, both of them sort of had my back right from the beginning and were so supportive right from the beginning. And probably gave me the best advice uh, from a broadcast standpoint. And Ron McLean, it was, you know, be yourself. Just, you know, people will see through it if you're not yourself. And for Kelly Rudy, he always just had this sort of knack of sending me a text when I probably needed it the most, just a, a little pick-me-up. And uh, Elliot Friedman, you know, just a guy that, you know, te- taught me about hard work. And, you know, he's probably the hardest working guy in, in television, in hockey television. And, you know, he knows so much, and that's the reason why. And so I, I've learned from him. and. Um, you know, other colleagues, Gary Galley, Greg Millen, Dave Randorf, the list goes on and on. Bob, Mr. Bob Cole, you know, I've gotten a chance to work with him. You know, producer Sherali Najak and Joel Darling and Jim Hoff. And um, everyone kind of has an impact on you if you let them. And, um, you know, a lot of my colleagues, they never made me feel like a woman. They always made me feel like a hockey person and they treated me with respect. And that's all I could really ask for coming in. Oh, we love to hear that. 
Uh, now, I love the throwback that you put up on Instagram this week uh, of you and now Maple Leafs president Brendan Shanahan on the cover of the first box of Canadian Wheaties uh, back before the 1998 Olympics. Uh, now, how does it come to be that uh, you end up in Brandon Shanahan's, uh, you know, hockey pants on the cover of a <laughs> box of Wheaties? How does this all come to be? Well, I'm glad you phrased that well because you could have said, how did you end up in <laughs> Brendan Shanahan's pants? And that would have uh, probably not gone over so well. Um, but anyway, I, I opened my bag. I traveled to Detroit to do the commercial or the shoot, I guess. And um, I opened my hockey bag and realized, oh, no, I forgot my hockey pants. Like, how do you forget your hockey pants? And um, So then you're in a panic. You know, what are you going to do? And, of course, Brendan, you know, he has about three pairs of, Detroit Red Wings pants in his locker and he's like hey just one of mine and you know he had the whole they had to hike the suspenders up as, as you know short as they could go and then they had to black out you know the, the pants and make them black but those are actually Brendan Shanahan's Detroit Red Wings hockey pants that I'm wearing <laughs> and it's kind of a funny story behind the scenes and um you know he was great and you know fun to get to know and you know get to know over the years too he's just a great man and what he's doing for the Leafs I think is pretty incredible in turning that franchise back around so um, yeah, that's just a fun little behind-the-scenes story. And, you know, I got supported by General Mills for, you know, two Olympic cycles. And, um, you know, lots of cereal was, was being shipped to my house and Cheerios and stuff. And But to be on that first Wheaties box in Canada, that's you know, that's kind of a big deal. Wheaties in the United States was huge. And when it first came to Canada, it was kind of fun just to, you know, sort of nostalgic feeling, if you will, to be on the cereal box. And I have I think I have one downstairs still. I don't know if the cereal is any good, but... Uh, I still have a box downstairs. I wouldn't recommend eating it, but that's uh, a nice little treasure to have for sure. Now let's uh, let's end this off with a quick lightning round. Uh, first off, Cassie, the best player you ever played with? Oh, that's tough. There's so many. Um, you know what? I have to say probably Jaina Hefford. You know, I just think no matter what line she played on, the first line, second line, third line, she made people better. And, uh, I had the opportunity to play on her line a few times and, and, you know, she, she scored so many big goals and uh, it's probably one of those players on the national women's team that doesn't get a lot of recognition. She's from Kingston, Ontario. And uh, so I'd say Jaina Hefford. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, the, your favorite sports movie. My favorite uh, sports movie, you know, Invincible. I watched Invincible <laughs> this week. That was pretty good. It's based on a true story, but, um, maybe a league of their own, right? You okay. know, the, the women's baseball, and that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I, I would probably say a league of their own. League of their the show's going to end up getting sponsored by Invincible. Uh, yeah. Your <laughs> your favorite rink in the NHL to broadcast from? Well, I think there's a close tie. Um, probably the Bell Center in Montreal is number one, but like one B is United Center in Chicago, uh, especially during the playoffs for both those buildings. You know, the fans are just so educated and loud. and it's it, Both those buildings, I when Ron used to throw to us in the rink, I used to tell him, don't ask me a question because I have no idea what you're saying because we could barely hear ourselves think, let alone what he was saying to us. And just, just the, the anthem at the United Center, um, the crowd at the Bell Center, how loud it is from the moment the puck's dropped until, you know, the game is won by whoever. And um, those are both probably two of my favorite buildings. Awesome. 
Uh, describe Brian Burke for us in one word. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, your favorite Canadian musical artist? The Tragically Hip. Back-to-back uh, -back weeks know, there, too. I, I know that's the band. Of course, there's more than one, but uh, uh, The Tragically Hip, for sure. You can't go wrong there. And uh, we're going to transition from here to another Canadian musical artist. We've got Rhea Gallant coming up here, playing some music from her home. Cassie Campbell-Pascal, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. We really appreciate you hanging out with us, taking some time out of your day. Uh, we wish you all the best to you and your family uh, throughout all of this. Please take care, and we wish you the best through the rest of this. Uh, however long it lasts, send uh, the best to you and your family. Well, all the best to you, Elijah, and all the best to everyone in Pembroke. And stay safe and stay home. And uh, let's listen to what our health experts are telling us to do. All the best. All right. Um, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Ray Gallant, for those of you who do not know yet. Um, um, yeah, I'm just going gonna, gonna to play a couple of my songs for you guys. I hope you enjoy them. Um, I got my first set all stirred up here so we're gonna jump right into my first song um this one is called stranger i wrote it a while back in the summer um and yeah hope you guys like it <laughs> i was born with a wandering heart here and there it's done me some good i've been around seen a lot of pretty places seen a lot of pretty people my fingers just want me down It's something they be here than anyone else around I swear Oh, I swear Oh, oh, oh Now take me back to where the sunset lays Where the air is always warm No matter the day Where the food is rich and the wine is sweet Thank you. 
um, called Different Here. Um, I wrote this whenever I was still living uh, in North Bay for school. And um, yeah, it's just kind of about, you know, um, kind of getting adjusted to a new place and everything and um, how, you know, things don't always turn out the same as you kind of thought they would. And sometimes it is kind of different. <laughs> school. 
Um, you know, a fresh new start. I was starting to feel more myself again. Um, and yeah. So here it goes. Hope you guys like it.
guess it's about, you know, um, I guess sometimes we have people in our lives that maybe something happens, some kind of falling out, and you just can't stop thinking about them, but you just have it in your heart that you want to talk to them again, and I don't know, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Um, this song is kind of, I guess, undecided, I guess you could say. <laughs>
one more, uh, and then that will be the end of set one. And uh, yeah, this one is called uh, Feel the Way I Do. Just a nice little love song, you know. Just give me a second to find in my book. I do not have it memorized yet. <laughs> okay. you 
Catching up here with Rhea Gallant. Uh, catching up between sets. So, Rhea, how are you doing here? Uh, you're living here in Pembroke? Yep. And how's, uh, how's Pembroke treating you during all this? Um, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I just came back from North Bay. I'm doing school up there and stuff. So, moving back home is a bit of a change, getting back to the family life and everything. But it's been good. It's been really good being back home. And uh, what's what's this transition been like? How have you been spending your days the past couple of months? Um, I've been really playing a lot of my music, um, just kind of coming up with some new stuff. Uh, I'm back home with my sister now, so we've been hanging a lot, hanging out a lot too, and everything. So it's been nice to kind of spend time with family and focus on uh, my music and everything. So it's been good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, you find anything to watch or read to keep yourself busy? Um, yes, I actually watched, um, Unorthodox on Netflix. It was really, really good. Had a pretty good story. And yeah, so that's, I've been watching a lot of Netflix lately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we need something to keep us going through the day, you know, it's, uh, it's good to find something to keep yourself going. Uh, what's something that, uh, you've done over the past two months that you've really been proud of, of yourself? Um, (laughs) I'm kind of making myself sound a little bit like a dork here, but I've actually started knitting um, to kind of pass the time, you know. So um, I've got about two panels now. I'm making a big blanket. So that's one of my uh, major accomplishments so far, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're happy to see that. And, uh, you know, what progress have uh, you made on on your music here as as you've come along over the past couple of months? Uh, You know, has this helped you in a creative way, do you think? Um, I think it really depends. I think for me, um, especially I write all of my own music. So I think there's definitely, you know, I'll have spurts where I'm doing nothing but writing for about a week and a half. And then I might have two, three weeks where I'm just kind of, you know, going through some of my old stuff. So it's really just been, you know, here and there, like if I have like a feeling, a creative feeling, I guess I start writing something. And if not, then just practice the old stuff. And that's that. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing what you've got for our next little set here. Ray Galant, everybody, uh, we hope you enjoyed the first set, and we look forward to seeing what Ray has got in the second set. Take care, and we hope to see you in person and hang out some more in the future. Enjoy your Friday night, and take care. Um, so <laughs> welcome back to the second set. Um, I just want to say again, thank you so much for listening. Um, so the next few songs I'm going to do... Um, 
They're relatively new. I um, kind of finished them up or wrote them within the last few months. Um, I've been writing songs off for about three years, I guess. Uh, started out at some local places, just playing at a few open mics and stuff. Um, Milanos was really good. It's my go-to. Um, great crowd there. Um, anyway, and yeah, I just kind of want to say thank you to those guys for getting me started in music and everything, and still going strong. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so um, I'm going to kick it off with Emmy Lou. Um, it's one that me and a friend wrote. Uh, she's super talented. Um, went to live in London for a year. Um, but yeah, super talented girl, lover. And uh, yeah, so this is, this is Emmy Lou. <laughs> Uh, kind of a funny story behind this one. 
So, um, my dad, when he was, I guess, 18, 19, younger than me, um, <laughs> he went on a backpacking trip to Australia. Um, but before he went, you know, he had some, a few ties he had to break before he left, um, so he did so. Um, and anyway, so he went to Australia, had an amazing time. He, he said he had a whole list of stuff he wanted to do, and uh, he wanted to do all these things before he came back, and he did them all. Um, thing was, though, after he finished all these things, um, <laughs> he, he kind of ran out of some money. So um, he ended up uh, stranded in Fiji for a few days till he could um, get back home. Anyway, um, I was uh, back at school. I was telling one of my friends this late at night after we, you know, had a few drinks. We came back from party, and uh, I was telling her about this story, about this crazy story about my dad. And she says, you know, you should write a song about that, like Homeless in Fiji. That sounds kind of cool. I was like, hmm, that sounds kind of cool. Anyway, next day, um, I kind of messed around with a few things, and... Yeah, I came up with Homeless in Fiji, so I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Seven in my face and seven in 
one, um, older song that I wrote. Um, I guess, you know, just kind of about good times with your buddies and stuff back in the day. I say back in the day like I'm so old now, I'm only 20, geez. Um, seems like it was a long time ago though. <laughs> anyway, um, this is uh, the next morning. actual hippie life or anything, but uh, <laughs> I guess it's just kind of about, you know, um, just taking time to relax and um, getting your mind off things, you know, like work and stress and all that kind of stuff, just kind of 
separating yourself from that and just taking time to kind of relax and chill out and give yourself the time you need, um, which even now we still all need, you know, even though we're all stuck at home, doesn't mean that we shouldn't, you know, just be taking time away um, for ourselves to just kind of zone out and relax. Um, anyway, yeah, here's City Life.
two more. Um, the next one I'm going to do is called Turisto. Um, it's actually a street name in Petawawa. Um, and <laughs> I, I would drive by that road all the time. Um, and I just, I always thought it was kind of like, it's kind of a cool name, you know, like Risto sounds like a cool place. Um, anyway, last winter, uh, the winter that seemed to drag on forever. Um, I, you know, I was driving by that road again and I just kind of thought, you know, I feel like Risto, if it's a real place, maybe it was, I don't know, but if it's a real place, I bet you would be really cool. Um, so I wrote a song about it. And uh, here it is. today we're living in these uncertain times um, I guess would be the best way to describe them and um, I know there's a lot of people in some crazy situations right now and um, it's just unbelievable and you know my heart goes out to you guys um, my heart goes out to the students because um, it is really crazy you know this is a really crazy time in our lives uh, definitely not something that we expected to happen especially in our lifetime so uh, you know my heart goes out to everybody like I said and um, this is be all right, because um, everything is going to be all right. <laughs> Next 
that's our show thank you for hanging out here with us again we really appreciate you continuing to come back here week after week to hang out with us thank you to barb lundquist and the whole team at hgs canada for continuing to make this show a reality thank you to trevor riley and the whole team down at your tv for getting this thing onto local tv thank you to cassie campbell pascal and Araya galant for kicking back and having some fun with us on a Friday night. Thank you to Cassie for sharing some wisdom with me. Thank you to all of you for watching. Please come back next Friday and hang out with us again. We've got some more fun lined up for next weekend. Thank you to Levi Post for making this all make sense. Without him, it'll be a jumbled mess. Uh, Keep following all health regulations so we can all hang out in person sooner rather than later. I miss all of you guys. Come on. And thank you to Amy Sherman-Palladino for continuing to keep me sane this week. 24 hours a day, seven days in a week. And uh, there's only so many of them to spend working or sleeping. Uh, We're going to get Scotty P on this show one week or another. We'll see you next week. Please support your community. Support the people in this community. Be good to each other. We'll see you next Friday. Until then, thanks for hanging out. Just a place we can.